This podcast episode may contain language and depiction of suicide and eating disorders that some survivors or those in recovery may find upsetting. Please consider your triggers and well-being before listening to this episode. Hi, I'm Kara, and I'm here to change the conversations around mental health and eating disorders, bringing real-life stories of survivors, those in recovery, and my personal journey. It is estimated that one in five adults experience mental health illness. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34. It is estimated that 8 million Americans have an eating disorder, 7 million women and 1 million men. Only one in 10 people with an eating disorder actually receive treatment. Eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. One person dies as a direct result of their eating disorder every 52 minutes, whether through medical complications or by suicide. This podcast will lead the way for having those hard conversations about mental health and eating disorders. This podcast will also focus on the healing properties of being in nature, which for me, completely changed my life. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of The Journey Podcast. In today's episode, I will be having a conversation with my two older brothers uh, to talk about our relationship since they became aware of my eating disorder. As previously shared, I'm one of three siblings. I have two older brothers that are wonderful. My brother Will is joining us remotely from Wisconsin, and my other brother Johnny is here in studio with me. Um, Will and Johnny, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm happy to be here, Carrie. I'm, I'm excited to have this, not excited to have this conversation, but uh, I, I think it's a good uh, thing that we're both here to support you in this journey that you're on. Yes, likewise. I, I think this is a great opportunity for all of us to speak kind of in an open forum. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know that this podcast is about my own mental health journey. I was admitted to a suicide hold on June 16, 2021. Um, At the time, none of my family members knew what was going on. Um, Didn't even know that I was being admitted to the hospital. Uh, By the time that I was admitted to the Behavioral Health Center, um, only my brother Johnny, who lives here in LA, um, actually found out from the social worker, uh, Rebecca. Um, If you want to hear the episode with Rebecca, please tune into the second episode of this podcast. Um, Okay, let's get into this conversation. (laughs) So Johnny, uh, talk to us about the moment when you received the phone call from Rebecca. Um, I'm kind of a cry already. Um, (laughs) It was one of the hardest phone calls that I've ever received in my life. Um, I mean, shocking is probably an understatement. because I didn't know that all of this was going on. We didn't necessarily have that kind of conversations, uh, that in-depth um, that had gotten that bad. And so I just was completely shocked and scared. Um, Rebecca was wonderful, though. And the thing that put me at ease was that she said um, that you were being taken care of and that you were safe. And that was for me, the, the, the best moments that I could have, because I was just, I, I just wanted to be there with you. <laughs> to bring this up is that I went into the hold still during the pandemic. Um, so the behavioral health center wasn't allowing anybody to visit. Um, we only got times where we got like granted limited calls during the day. 
Um, so what was it like to finally receive that phone call from me? I think I called you the next day after the whole it was, um, I think Rebecca had called me in the evening the night before or something like that. It was like six or seven. Um, and actually I think I received a text first <laughs> to call her. Um, but, um, to hear your voice that it just put me at ease. I didn't really sleep. I was very worried. I didn't really know what to do. Um, you know, my initial instinct is always like, I'm going to call everybody and tell everybody and I need help. But I knew that wasn't going to probably be the best choice. So I had to sort of keep it in. Um, and that was really hard, but to be able to hear your voice, to know that, you know, that you were alive and that you were okay was, that was great. <laughs> That's, it made things a lot better. It was really nice to be able to hear your voice as well. Um, so once I was actually discharged from the hospital, um, I remember walking up to the metal gates and seeing you. Um, this probably made me cry too. I had instant tears in my eyes. Um, and that hug that you gave me, that hug that we had, it was, it was everything. What was it like for you? Um, <laughs> just to be able to hold you. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I just wanted you to know that I loved you. Um, and that, uh, just for you to know that I will always be here for you. And I will, <laughs> I will always hug you like that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Um, so during my stay at the behavioral health center, um, within one of those phone calls with my brother, um, we decided to keep this between us. Um, the main reason, um, I didn't want to tell my parents right away was because I wanted to do in person. I also didn't, Will at the time didn't know either. Um, and I wanted to tell them in person just because I was going to be starting an eating disorder program. And I felt like that was something that needed to come from, from me. Um, so my parents also were supposed to be going on a cruise um, up to Iceland. And I knew that if I told them this or we told them this, they wouldn't have gone. Um, so I really, really wanted them to go. Um, so in July, uh, my brother, me and Johnny flew back to um, Indiana for a family reunion. Um, and this is where I told my dad and my brother, Will. Um, what were your first thoughts about learning about my hospital stay and entering an eating disorder program, Will? Thanks, Carrie. It's a good question. Um, I think much like Johnny, my initial reaction was shock. Um, you know, he hearing you say that um, and, you know, learning that, you know, any any one of my family members had attempted or had thoughts about suicide would have been a big revelation. But I think it really, when you said it, um, it definitely um, hit on a whole other scale. Um, you know, I, I knew I had knowledge about, you know, some of the, um, you know, previous mental, you know, problems and stuff that you had. I just had no idea that it, um, had escalated to that level. I, I feel like out of everybody in the family, I feel like you were, I know you were super shocked and you you were surprised. Um, but I feel like it was, there's a part of you that kind of knew something like this was going to happen in a way. Yeah. I, th I think, um, it, it was tough because 
I think I had put up a wall to that idea or that um, feeling. Um, and I, I think I felt guilty. Like there was, I should have been able to do something more or something sooner or, you know, recognize some signs sooner or, you know, tried to, to help you in some way. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's a hard, um, it's a hard thing being an older brother, you know, I, I can totally understand that before I went into the program, um, kind of be our relationship as, you know, brother and sister. Um, we, you know, we would talk to each other probably maybe once a month or something like that. I would see Johnny try to see him as much as I could since he lives out here with me. Um, but the big thing that happened within the eating disorder disorder program is that I was granted family sessions um, once a week with my therapist. Um, so I chose to have both my brothers in that. Um, we've all been kind of relatively close, uh, but not in the way that the program created for us. Um, and you both agreed to do it. Why? I mean, I think I, I, I agreed. Initial, I mean, the initial was just because I, you know, I want to do whatever you need. And so that was the the first, uh, I think, um, you know, initial reason of like, of course, whatever you need, and I will be there for you for this. Um, and I think over the course of the sessions, it also just turned into something that also was, I felt beneficial for me too, as a person. Um, and then also for all of the three of our relationship as siblings. Um, and that's kind of where it evolved. But I just, yeah, I mean, again, again, initially it was just whatever you need. And that was what I wanted to do what you needed. Agreed. You know, the, the first thing I thought about was, you know, you, Kara, Kara needed the support. You needed the treatment, you needed the recovery, but you needed the support from us. Um, and that was the, that was the first thing on my mind. You know, secondly, I, I think um, I realized that the, um, the communication wasn't, it wasn't sufficient for any one of us. And we needed to break down um, that barrier and kind of start over. And, you know, and just like Johnny, lastly, you know, I think kind of expressing, um, you know, some of my own problems and some of uh, the own, you know, or other frustrations and, you know, and, and letting you know that, you know, your problems are, are similar to our problems and we're all in this together. Um, so during those sessions, um, basically, so I was in the virtual uh, reasons eating disorder program. So everything was virtual. So my brothers were also virtual um, and my therapist. Um, so during those sessions, um, we got to really get, I feel like we got some, <laughs> some really raw conversations. Um, but can you guys kind of explain kind of how they went and, and what it kind of meant to you, I guess? It was really tough at first because there was uh, certain things that I had to admit, um, certain things that I, I realized that I also do and that I'm still working on and I still do is the sort of isolation that I put myself into. I think maybe all of us kind oh, no. of do that, <laughs> which was like surprising to hear, but that we sort of um, in times of crisis or just in times of tough, we don't reach out. We sort of isolate from friends and family and sort of, you know, you know, it's, and I didn't hadn't realized how long it had been since we had seen even seen each other. We live in the same city, basically, mm-hmm. and th- the fact that it was like I, I can't believe I haven't seen my sister in three months, and we live in the same city, and it was like sort of admitting that uh, that I was like, oh, I'm not being the best brother. Uh, that was hard. Um, 
so some of that, that was great. And then just to talk about our, you know, different journeys as people, uh, in our family and growing up and what we went through and the similarities between that, that we just never talked about. We just never talked about it. Um, and to be able to get to finally talk about it, uh, was great. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I really agree. I mean, um, I think, you know, the, the sessions were, I think, great in the fact that they were, you know, sometimes driven by the group, you know, our feelings together. Sometimes they were driven mostly just um, by Kara's feelings or or if there was a very specific um, subject that uh, she wanted to talk about um, as well. Um, but I, I think overall, um, you know, the the moderator, the psychologist that was involved was very good. Um, she did a great job of making the conversations, um, really fruitful for everybody. Um, but then also, you know, really, really, um, helping and pointing out, um, things to all of us that we probably wouldn't have, um, you know, would not have pointed out, um, on a higher level. Um, so that was really, really great. And I, I would say, you know, most of the sessions, Although, you know, some of them are really difficult, I would say at the end of each session, it felt like they were all, we were all uplifted from it. It felt like a big weight was off our shoulders. Yeah, totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was, that's a good feeling there. I think all of us have been carrying around a lot of weight and it felt like she really helped us together. Yeah, to finally understand. <laughs> and I think what Johnny said too, just the fact of like, you know, we all grew up kind of in the same, with the same problems um, and just how, you know, it each kind of affected us in a different way. And, and we truly had never really talked about it together. Um, so I think that was like, you know, the first time that we've, that we got to do that. Um, and I just, it was so beneficial. Um, what do you guys think are like the biggest hurdle um, that we kind of faced when we um, started these sessions? I mean, I, I, I think for me, it was just like the, the feeling of like, um, I think having to admit that I was not being a great brother, um, that was a really hard thing. I think just admitting that, um, you know, taking the responsibility is always a, you know, a hard thing for anybody to do. But I think in this situation, that was part of it. Um, and, and just to be honest, I mean, you know, to open up to each other because we just don't really, we haven't really done that. And it just at first was like, oh, I don't, we don't do this. So why are we doing this? And then after the sessions, it was like, why haven't we, why haven't we been doing this? We should have always been doing this. So that was for me. I, I think, you know, Johnny, you hit it right in the, right in the head right there. I mean, you know, I, I think we had this sort of, I don't know what to call it really, but other than maybe like a family driven complacency when it came to our communication. Um, you know, I, I think some of our immediate family, um, some of our extended family are, you know, we're just not good communicators whatsoever. Um, and in some ways it, um, you know, some elements there may have been actively subverting that communication between us. Um, so I, I think really, and I think in, in that sense, you know, we all kind of put up walls you know, that's just kind of a natural defensive move that I think we all do. So I think really it was, you know, kind of over overcoming and breaking down that, that wall, um, you know, to put us up in a response to it. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Just like it's almost like that generational, you know, we saw mom and dad, how they were with their siblings and, you know, nobody was super in contact. It's just it's something we learned and continued with. Yeah, and I think also, you know, us, we, we've always basically lived farther away from the extended family. So there was an isolation that was created just because of that. Um, but then, you know, we just went great about phone calls and, you know, as technology got better, having, you know, commun- communicating on social media and then moving forward, communicating on FaceTime and then all that kind of stuff. We just weren't great about until this. In fact, to be honest, you know, a year and a half ago, if you were like, oh, we're going to have a podcast with the three, with us siblings <laughs> together, I would have been like, that's never going to happen. Um, and, you know, and I, and I feel bad that that's where we were. Um, and I just like, I'm so happy that we get to do this. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I remember Will brought up something, um, during one of our sessions about the fact that, you know, if, if you don't hear anything, they must be okay. And that was kind of our, always our, our go-to. Um, and that obviously has since changed. (laughs) Um, we definitely talk to each other a lot more than we did before. Um, and just that communication since program, it, it has meant the world to me, just having both of you guys super supportive. And I just feel like our relationship is like all three of our relationships, just like the best that it has ever been. Um, and something that I just highly value (laughs) because we didn't have it for so long. Um, so if you guys could explain kind of like in your own words, what. Um, why sibling relationships are so important? Oh, that's a really big question. <laughs> a big question <laughs> to ask, but yeah, I mean, I think. Listen, we've we've no, I mean, we've known each other our whole lives. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so it's and um, you know, there's things that we have been through together that none of our friends have ever been through together that we understand, um, and there's just th- that that. you're not going to get with anybody else. And so to take that for granted um, is, was, is wrong. And, and it's important to be able to communicate. I, you know, I have had conversations with Will in the last two weeks, I think that I think I never would have spoken to him about, but where he checks in and he asks, well, how's this thing going in your life? And, you know, I I think before I'm like, Oh, it's fine. And I'm just going to shut off and, and I, you know, uh, but I tell him exactly how I'm feeling and what's going on. And I don't know, you know, and it's been good to have that conversation. And I think uh, because of our, you know, our, our family and our, on our, you know, blood that we get to, we, it's a closer relationship than w- what it would be with somebody else. And that's why I think it's important for us to have a close connection and, and, and a close relationship. And I think that's why sibling relationships are important. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really agree with that a lot. I mean, you know, I think the, you know, kind of on the the other end of things for me too, I mean, it's changed, you know, how I communicate with um, my wife, Lizzie. It's changed how I communicate with my kids, you know, too. Those are all very, you know, very important things. Um, and, you know, it really helps us to, you know, manage our emotions. Um, it helps us to develop kind of an awareness of other people's thoughts and feelings. Um, you know, it kind of gives us all empathy, which is really, you know, I, I think a really important, 
um, kind of, you know, behavior. And, you know, the other thing I think that's really important here, and I want to point out um, to Kara here is, I think what it also does is it promotes achievement. Um, and I think if you really look at, Kara, what you've done in the last six months, um, I think you can really, really say that that has made a huge difference for you. I mean, you started a business, you're doing a podcast, you know, it's all these other things that, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, that's look at what you've done just in that short period of time, um, you know, as a way for us to, you know, kind of be a sounding board for each other. You know, it's a, it's a huge thing. One of the things that came up in the session too, that I, I cried about this because I feel bad, but I was proud of you before this and everything that you've done. Um, I didn't communicate that very well, but I hope you know how proud I am of everything that you've been doing. And honestly, Gary, you've helped me so much in my business and my uh, personal things. Uh, like I wouldn't have been able to do the show this summer without you. Uh, you made that happen. Um, and I can't thank you enough because it was a, it was an important thing to, for me to do, but also I think watching you, uh, Watching you do the things that you were doing inspired me to want to do more. It gave me the courage to be like, oh, I'm going to do this crazy thing. Because I saw you doing this crazy thing uh, with such passion and, and commitment. And so I think, yeah, what, what you said, Will, that us coming together has also like helped us achieve greater things personally. Um, and then together, which is really great. So thank you. And I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you guys. I, it's uh, it's amazing to have you both here with me. The same thing, like I never, this is not something I ever thought that we would ever do with the three of us. Um, and I just think it just speaks leaps and bounds about how far we've come um, just as individuals and as a family. Um, and I just hope that we continue to, you know, continue to do this um, because I, I, I think it's just, I think the biggest thing that it made me realize is that, you know, it, it not only gave me a second chance on my life, but I think kind of gave you guys a second chance on your guys' lives as well and kind of rethinking how you're living. Um, and so I know that that was, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. It's been very, very cool. Um, I just wanted to know if there's anything else that both of you want listeners to know about, um, going through a situation like this and being that support for somebody that is going through like something like I did. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is, is like, again, you never know um, exactly what somebody may be feeling or what they're going through. Um, and the idea that if I don't hear from them, that they're, they're okay is not the way to live. And you shouldn't <laughs> do that. And that's something that I learned and reaching out is always a great thing. And being open and emotional is not a bad thing. Um, and there's always someone there. I believe there's always someone there that will be there for you, that will listen. Um, and there's also great resources. If you think that you don't have that, there's great resources to help you. And I think Carrie's, Kara has discovered that. Um, I've discovered that. Um, I mean, just other resources that we worked on together for me, for me personally, I didn't realize we're there. And, that there's, yeah, there's, there are ways to get help. You know, just being that supportive 
person there for um, whoever or whatever the, you know, the issue or the problem is um, makes all the difference. It makes their decisions much easier. Um, I think a lot of people have, um, you know, a very hard time uh, recognizing, you know, when they have a problem or maybe it's gone beyond the point of, of um, just, you know, self-support. Um, and it's a, it's a hard thing because a lot of people are guilty and, and feel shameful about it. Um, and they shouldn't. And I think if they have somebody there to help them, um, that makes all of those decisions much more easier for that person. Yeah, I just, I, I'm going to tell the listeners just how important it is to stay in touch with your family um, and your siblings. I know sometimes um, those relationships are really hard to mend, uh, but I can tell you that it is, it's worth it. Um, and it, um, you know, it can, it could change your, your life for, you know, for the better. Um, Will and Johnny, <laughs> I want to thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of the Journey Podcast. Um, I'm unbelievably lucky to have you two in my life um, as supportive brothers. Um, and I don't know where I would be without you two. Um, and I hope that we continue just to continue growing um, our relationships. And um, yeah, just so thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and we both love you. And um, I think you're going to do really well. The Journey Podcast is brought to you by Dr. April's Hollywood Mobile Vet, Craft 9 Hair Design, and a list of community backers, which you will see in the show notes. This podcast is produced and edited by Mejia TV and can be found on all major podcast platforms. You can support this podcast by liking this episode and subscribing to it. You can also support me by rating this podcast and following me on social media at The Journey Podcast CY. Also, join me every week for a hike around the Los Angeles area. For more information on this episode, visit www.thejourneypodcastcy.com. Thank you for listening and supporting The Journey Podcast.